South got something to say, that's all I got to say. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Seer Soccer Studs podcast, where we discuss the beautiful game with a southern twang. I'm your co-host, Matt. And I'm Joe. Matt, you ready to cut this biscuit? Oh yeah, baby. Got the gravy. Let's mother this thing. Let's do it. What we typically do when we start our podcast is we jam out to a specific song chosen by one or the other parties. Mm-hmm. Last week, I chose a little upbeat song that we'll post on our show notes. Yeah. You know, it's got a little groove to it, a little little funk to it. Yeah, it kind of helps set the tone for the episode. Just get you in the the groove, you know, gets us in the groove. Yep, yep, yep. Joe, why don't you talk a little bit about this song that you brought up? Okay, so I brought up a little song uh, for y'all today. Uh, It is called... The Mighty Quinn by Manfred Mann. I have done zero research on them. I just heard it on the radio, and then I spent about 20 minutes trying to Google it from memory. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was saying The Mighty Wind, but it's The Mighty Quinn. So I don't know who he is or what he is, but that's a heck of a nickname. And it's a good old-fashioned 60s British jam. And I got to ask, like, what radio station were you listening to where this thing came on? <laughs> That's a good question. I was driving on the road and just, uh, it hit me. I don't know. Can, wow. Can you really explain when lightning strikes? I mean, you can because <laughs> theoretically, like, yeah, scientifically you can. I guess. So. But yeah. That was, um, a, that was a metaphor for, <clears throat> for life. So, Joe, I'm not going to lie. The song... Didn't really get me pumped up, but your dancing did, so that's all I needed. Yeah. Joe did a little jig before we got going. (laughs) Sometimes you got to compensate. Oh, man. So, and, uh, yeah, I think we're pumped up. We're ready for this podcast. Joe dressed up today. He's rocking a camouflage hat, which is kind of weird because I can't see his face. Yeah. He's camouflaged completely from (laughs) the head up. Yeah. So I'm just talking to a body. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I had uh, had it sitting in the car. Uh, it's probably got a lot of sweat on it, but hey, I was feeling it. Well, Joe, I need you to need you to do me a favor. I need you to describe to the listeners my what I'm seeing, my getup right visuals. Here. All right, listeners, just get comfortable. You know, turn the lights down. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap up in a blanket, you know, get a little cozy. Oh yeah, I'm about to. Oh, just, yeah. I'm about oh, to yeah. hit y'all with some visual imagery. Uh, so Matt is wearing. Do I start at the bottom or the top? Let's start at the bottom. Okay, very bottom. We've got some Chelsea blue Nike sneakers. Yep. With the little yellow accent. Yep. 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 Check mark. Yep. Yep. Pretty fresh. Pretty yep. fresh. So keep going. All right. So as you know, we are the Sears Soccer Studs. From time to time, we rock Seersucker, like true Southern gentlemen. And yep. Matt, as we speak, is rocking Seersucker. Pants. pants. Seersucker pants hat. And, okay, moving on up. No belt. No belt. He's comfy. They yep. fit snug enough. Yeah. No belt needed. Uh, he's got a – what is that? What year was that? He's got a Chelsea. This was just recently the 50th year anniversary jersey of their very first win of the FA Cup. I give him credit. 
It's looking good. And then complimented by a seersucker vest. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Blue pattern, stripes. Oh, yeah. That's all good seersucker is. Oh, yeah. Crazy comfortable. Yeah. So the man is comfy. I got a desert camo hat. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. I think we're ready. Yeah, we are ready to move along with this thing. So, Joe, I want to ask you about the upcoming season. I mean, basically, we're going to try to do somewhat of a season preview for you. And the season we're actually going to talk about is the English Premier League season. Um, That's kind of what our podcast is focused on. We'll dabble into some other main ingredients all over the soccer planet. Mm -hmm. But we live. We live. It's our water. We (laughs) live. It's our nourishment. We live off some English Premier League, so I got to ask you, man. Yep. Joe, what is what are you excited about for the next season? Honestly, man, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at the top teams in particular. You know, I got love for the other teams, but I'm looking at the top eight to ten teams. You know what it reminds me of, Matt? What's that, Joe? It is very reminiscent of mid '90s WrestleMania, Battle Royale, Royal Rumble style. I'm excited for it. It is got some heavyweights coming in. All right, so who's your heavy heavyweight? Who's your Undertaker? Who's my Undertaker? <laughs> Ooh, Undertaker. So you mean coming out of a coffin? That would be Manchester United. <laughs> well played, sir. Yeah. Well played. Yeah. All right. They're coming back from the dead. I mean, you thought you thought everybody thought they buried us a couple years back, but no, no, no. We're back. Cue, okay. Cue the music. So I guess Kane, your your crazy brother yep. that just comes out of nowhere, is Manchester City. It's pretty much <laughs> <laughs> uglier. Uh, their their gimmicks are inferior. Yeah, it's it's like a bad copy version. It's like somebody sent a fax of Manchester United and you came over and it's Man City. Wow, bad quality. So is it the what was the the other wrestling the like? Extreme Championship Wrestling, the ECW. Oh, ECW. <laughs> wow, where Back did that yard. knowledge come from? <laughs> this is a Ooh. detour. I have never watched that Heck in my yeah. life, but it somehow it popped up in my brain. Yeah, I've seen the DVDs in your closet. You probably have. Sorry yeah, about that. It's classic. But uh, but yeah, so basically I'm most excited for these big clashes coming up. I mean, we're talking big, big teams. Lineups. I'm looking at. I'm looking even at Newcastle. I was looking today at their, the signings they've made, and I'm like, shoot. I really like what they've done. Yeah, I'm they've actually, been cherry picking. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Ryan Frazier. Yes. Colum Wilson. Wilson. Yep. Yeah, I like what Newcastle's doing. Yeah, they picked some good cherries, <laughs> for sure. And what about? Uh, so what about you? Well, being a Chelsea fan and all, I mean, we just. Signed, I think half of Europe. You said, yeah, I think forty-seven window. players. Yeah, we sent sixty-seven of them, sixty-seven of them out on loan. So yeah, I think we should be all right. But <laughs> <laughs> no, Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea's really exciting to me this year. We've got a lot of talent coming through. Um, I, I want to see them mesh together. I want to see them score seven, ten goals a game. Like let's let's do mm. this. I really, really hope, though, that um, a little man crush on Ruben Lotfus cheek I hope we can find a way to 
ease mm-hmm. him into this. He's coming off a really bad injury. If he can get back to where he was before that ruptured Achilles, ooh, that just sounds nasty. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I just really hope he can get back to his level, and with the people around him, I think it would be really cool if he could push for it this I mean, year. Are you thinking we're going to see him out there this year? Yeah, yeah, bit? absolutely. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be the toughest toughest year for the Premier League there's ever been. It's going to be so congested. I mean, that combined with the amount of you know European games, English cup games themselves like the Carabao FA Cup I mean right. it's gonna be a great great season for fans oh man every two and a half hours we'll be watching another soccer game right. you know? didn't they just play yesterday yeah yeah, yeah they another did game. yeah yeah especially if you're playing in uh Europa League I mean goodness gracious you got like two days rest and then boom you're boom back out there yeah, yeah. it so, could get nuts that is what I'm excited about to see my boys play but I mean also there's there's a lot of new stuff that's coming in, you know. Good to see Leeds back in. Glad to see Fulham, West Brom. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Like glad to see you back. Oh, yeah, missed so, y'all. Yeah, I really have missed West Brom. Come get some sweet tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, speaking of the league, Joe, who do you have finishing in your top six? Ooh, you want to go? Do you want to go one? My first place, your first place. Alternate back and forth. Yeah, let's 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 shoot for this. I mean, we're we're doing this for the first time. Let's let's try this out and see how it goes. Uh, okay. Go ahead. All right. First place. I got Man City. You know, I I think we had a conversation about this a few weeks ago, and you you went with Man U. It was I, am I yeah. wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think you yeah you've been drinking again. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> not too much. Just my no. memory is pretty pretty poor. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I had a change of heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so thank you, Joe. I do not drink that much. No, there was no drinking. Um, yeah, I man, my heart of course wants Manchester United, but. It might be a year too soon. I'm thinking they make a few signings. It could happen. It wouldn't surprise me that much if they did. I mean, you never know. I mean, look at Leicester a couple years back. Well, you know on that. on their day, I would say, man, you could probably beat just about any team. Yeah. But the problem is they don't have many of those days. Mm, they have enough. <laughs> They'll have enough. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We shall see. Yeah, that's – I was a little worried. Depth? I was <laughs> – I was worried it might be held against me if I went that bold, so I, I'm, I'm going. Glad you didn't because we'd probably bet on this, and you will be losing. Yeah, I, I, I'm not betting confident. Okay, so I'm also gonna say City as well. I just, yeah, I have a feeling that they'll find a way. I don't know how, but they'll find a way. So, what's your second place? Mm, second place, I'm going Manchester United. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm going to say the pool mm. of liver. The the red side of Liverpool. I think it's going to be a close one again. I think the top four is going to be really close this year. But uh, I just feel like there's too many games coming way too fast, and Liverpool was really lucky last year with not having too many injuries. And I don't know if they have the right depth 
Um, they haven't really signed anyone, so I just I don't think they can make the title push, but they'll be up there. So I'm going to say them second. Yeah, I mean, I, I could easily see it. But, yeah, you, I think you're right. One or two injuries, and uh, you're looking at a totally different Liverpool team. And just one injury with Virgil van Dijk. I mean, Virgil. what are they going to do if he goes down? Yeah. Oh, man. I put in Matip and uh, Joe Gomez. Yeah. If one of them's out, too, my goodness. They sold the best defender on the planet. Yeah. According I mean. to Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> and according to his mom. <laughs> and himself, and himself apparently. Yeah. <laughs> the whole family, I'm sure. Did you hear that story that uh, Jurgen was like, if it, now we we first need to discuss like who we're actually talking about. Dejan Lovren. Dejan Lovren. Sounds like a, something you'd order at a restaurant. Yeah, it does. Like a little sauce you'd put on it. Ooh, get that give me some of that Dejan Lovren. <laughs> oh, take, yeah. take your girlfriend out. Uh, yeah, but we're splurging tonight, baby. Get the Dejan Lovren. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's man. That's like uh, I think that would be like chicken with some cream sauce, a little bit of mushrooms, sautéed mushrooms on top. That'd be the Dejan Lovren. Yeah, the Dejan. You know, it tastes really good the first bite but then you're kind of like uh it's undercooked yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh we're just kidding yeah um but yeah the story was that Jurgen Klopp went to Dejan Lovren and was like if you would only see the footballer that I see in you then you would be the best footballer on the planet gave him wow. a little hype yeah he took it to heart and I think the next game he scored three own goals yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding no he, it was a boost, but still kind of funny. So Yeah, funny Dejan. All right, Man. so, Joe, who you okay. got three? Third, I'm going Chelsea. Me too. I think Chelsea will improve one. I think we'll, we'll move up one place from last season and finish third. I think that's reasonable for Chelsea to expect. Chelsea fans, third place, did all right. You know, we got a, not a lot of new puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. Takes a little bit for them to yeah. kind of mesh. It wouldn't surprise me to see a slow start from Chelsea, getting the like you said the puzzle pieces together. Um, you know, probably a few injuries. I know Pulisic is. Uh, I don't know if he'll be back for the first week, but it might take a few weeks to get him yeah, back we, in the swing. Yeah, I think Chelsea's got a good good way to go before they really start to mesh perfectly but um yeah i like them for third as well so who are you going fourth fourth i'm going spurs okay so as a chelsea fan i can never say spurs for anything if you look at my team my fantasy team i saw spurs players <laughs> way up there i cannot in yeah. my right mind choose a spurs fan or choose a Spurs player. Like, I'm sorry, I just I can't do it. I don't. The the one that I actually like is Young Min Son. Oh I yeah, think he's a heck of a footballer. But oh, still, my goodness, <clears throat> yeah, I, I can't do it. I mean, just can't do it. So, yeah, they will not make my top six simply for that reason. Mm-hmm. So, my number four is actually going to be Man U. Ooh, okay, top four. I think they've got too many inconsistencies in them. And on their day, like I said earlier, I think they can beat just about anybody. I hope they give Liverpool hell this year, you know. Hmm. But 
I don't know about their depth. Like if somebody gets hurt, going to be struggling a little bit. That's just my opinion. Yeah. That is my a, opinion. That's a fair opinion. I think Ole Gunner would probably concur with that, <clears throat> which is kind of ironic considering he was the ultimate super sub. Power sub. Yeah, of the late 90s, early 2000s. Absolutely. As a coach, he – he has like a allergic reaction to subbing in some of these players. He obviously doesn't trust them, so that's a good uh, good point. He it could cost a few points, especially the way that y'all play. I mean, to play the style of football that y'all are trying to play is, especially this year with the congested schedule, is going to be it's going to be gonna tough. Be impossible. Yeah, yeah. He'll have to modify it or use some subs, and who knows? They could get a few other signings before it all starts but it's a fair assessment okay he got fifth fifth i'm going arsenal me too i think i think the arsenal players are really responding well to mikhail mikhail arteta i don't know why hmm. he's a good looking man but yeah he yeah that hairline is toit is toit <laughs> I'm like, dang. Yeah. Look at those genetics. Yeah, I mean, and he looks like a miniature pep out there with like a little cardigan or a little like sweater on. Yeah. Oh, he's he's going for the pep vibe. We we talked about Pep's uh, stylist fashion choices. Yeah. 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 We in a previous episode that probably will never be aired. Yeah. (laughs) Practice episodes. Yeah. We threw that in in the woods (laughs) out back. Buried it. We uh, old yellered that one. Yeah, we <laughs> we Matt took him out back and said our goodbyes. But yeah, yeah, I'm 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 feeling his vibe. He's a. Uh, I think they're going to be hard to score against, which is it surprises me. But if you watched them when they came back, it's it's very rare for them to get scored on. Like he's very organized. His teams aren't putting away a lot of goals, but they are stopping people. Hmm. And they just had, you know, a pretty big signing from Leo as yes. well. Yeah. Um, the Spanish defender, Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. Not the old Gabriel. This is the new Spanish this is Gabriel. New. <laughs> like, yeah, this, this guy can actually play. Yeah, this is the new model. Yeah, so I think for whatever reason, he is kind of – he's like going back to his old – maybe it's how when he was brought up uh, – when he, I guess when he first came to the Premier League was with Everton under David Moyes. I'm David get, Moyes. I'm getting a real DM vibe uh, okay. from how, he, how he's setting up Arsenal. I thought it would have been a pep vibe, but I hadn't really seen it. Could change. He might just be wanting to kind of uh, solidify things. So he's, he's building a good foundation is what you're saying. Start yes. at the bottom and work your way up. Yes. Yep. I mean, they didn't really need a lot of help up front, to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. like Obama Yang, Lacassette have this little bromance going on. Oh, yeah. Big time. And I don't know why they don't play every single week, but yeah, apparently uh, Lacazette just I, – I like Lacazette a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I like somebody that's four foot nothing – that can hold off like a massive defender. I mean, yep. with his back to goal and still turn and I like that kind Put of style. Down. Yeah, like, no, I like his style. I like yeah, Bama Yang. I mean, no joke. That guy is 
Yeah, fast. Yeah, and he, I think he's going to score enough that they, and they won't let in many goals. So yeah, I could see him. Do you know how fast he is? No. Have Don't. you seen his hairline? Yeah, it's <laughs> he's blown his hair off. Yeah, he's got a five head like me. Yeah, I probably have like a six or seven head, but that's head. all right. <laughs> My forehead is tall. <laughs> Arteta has like a one. Oh, dude, his his widow peak touches his eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah, it's, all, it's all together. All right. Sixth place. Who you got? You got Liverpool. Dang. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, man. Oh, I'm going bold, buddy. I'm going collapse. All right. Full on well, I know our Dortmund-style collapse. I know that our Liverpool fans will, friends will love that. But, uh, yeah, explain yourself, Joe. Mm. I've seen – it has happened before. There is precedent. If you remember Jurgen Klopp's Borussia Dortmund team, they fell off in a big way. And that's when he left. His methods, his uh, motivation, all that stuff. So, yeah, that's that was his final season, and it fell apart. Now, I will not bet on this, but I feel I have to do at least one bold pick, so I'm going Liverpool sixth. Well, I mean, there is something behind that. You know, most players get tired of hearing the same thing over and over and over, especially these younger players that are just – I mean, they're so used to getting everything so quickly. You know, the entitlement of these players and just the instant gratification. That's what I'm looking for. Right. so I could see that. Plus, they haven't really done anything in the transfer market at all. No, they haven't really refreshed. So at all, with the amount of games coming, like we've been saying, I just I could see see them not doing as poorly as six. But I'll be the first to admit six. I mean, it's probably not going to happen. But you want it to happen. I That's wanna, what you're I want to see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I actually like Liverpool. Uh, I like a lot of their players, but yeah, I think at some point they could hit the wall, and a lot of those players are the same age, you know, late twenties. If they hit a cliff, I mean, it could it could happen at once, and before you know it, you'd look back and be like, "Dang!" Yeah, they were a completely different team without Mo yep. in the team. They were completely different without Mane. Right. I mean, Virgil Van Dyke injury. Well. Game changer. Yeah. I mean. Because Allison's good, but yeah, he's also got a Dutch brick wall standing in front of him. Yeah. the the And an English or where's Joe Matip from? Hmm. Good question. Joel. Joel Matip. Is he German? I know he played in the Bundesliga. So I got to say that my number six is Wolves. I really like what Wolves have. I like their coach. I like their whole Portuguese, where they're picking all the Portuguese player and kind of building a camaraderie. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to say Wolves six, but <clears throat> who knows? Who knows? Yeah, oh, they sold. They sold Matt Doherty. Yes. So to fourth place Spurs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. 
We'll see. We'll see. So we move on to the next segment, and um, our next segment is called Creme de la Prime. It's the Creme de la. It's the Creme de la. It's the Creme de la. The Creme de la That is something excellent. It's the basically MVP of the league. Um, and as we don't have games on right now, it might be a little different. But it's uh, the best of the best. Something that just takes it up a, a notch. Yeah. I mean, this could be a worldy strike. This could be something that we noticed off off the uh, off the field. I mean, it right. could be really anything. So, Joe, what's your creme de la prim? Well, Matt, I'll be honest. I took a little sneak peek at your notes, and you put it better than I ever could. All right. Well, <clears throat> or actually, so, I just want to hear your words talking good about a <laughs> a player close to my heart. Yeah. So, one thing that's really impressed me um, during this whole coronavirus thing is a young Manchester United player, Marcus Rashford. This kid's twenty two years old, and he took his social media, his platform as being like a world superstar and made something of it instead of just, you know, like his buddy Jesse Lingard just dancing <laughs> everywhere. This guy actually made something of it. And so he um, basically what he did was he pressured the U.K. and their government to reverse a decision to not extend free school meals through the summer months for low-income families. He was a part of that program. And so he remembered his mom like crying herself to sleep at night, trying to figure out how she was going to get them the next meal. But she worked day in, day out, just to provide one hot meal for them at night. He really took it on himself and pressured the government during the coronavirus to say like, hey, you know, there's a lot of kids that need free meals for low-income families, and we, we need to make this happen. And so they had actually voted against it, but they reversed their decision and said that they would do it for through the summer months, which I think is, I mean, that's the creme de la prim right there. Like, yeah. mm. that's amazing. Yeah, it really is. I mean, that, and the thing that really that I love more than anything about it was uh, there. it wasn't like, oh, his agent told him to do this, or there were other people where it was peer pressure or anything. Came from the heart. It came straight from the heart. Came from the experience that he grew up with. Too. Yeah, like, I mean, it was very pure in, in the best way because, I mean, you mentioned Jesse Lingard, and I think we're going to have to put a jar on the table and we'll put in money every time we mention that. Like a, <laughs> like a swear jar. With That's a swear on. jar. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned the, yeah, the worst aspects of social media. Well, this is this is the best side. Um, and it was it was just beautiful in, in the sense that he nobody told him to do it. He did it by himself, started it, did it for a good cause. It was not, uh, hey, look at me. Uh, I want to be seen doing this. No, it was all about the results. And he really brought about some amazing results for a lot of kids in England. Yeah, a lot of kids. Four million kids he was able to get free meals for. And what he also did during the time that they were trying to figure out if they would actually 
reversed the decision, he was able to raise over 20 million pounds. Wow. With a company called Fair Share. That's a lot of pesos. That is a <laughs> lot of pesos. But yeah, it was just what he did was absolutely amazing. And like, I take my hat off to Marcus Rashford. You know, you all, everybody should try to make a difference in their life with what they have and what he did. I mean, I, when I was doing research on this, like he was expecting to hope to raise like 200,000 pounds and he, or 400, it was some small number and he was able to raise two, 20 million. And then the last article that I saw said that, yeah, he was able to get free meals out to 4 million kids. Like that's, you know, in this Sears Soccer Studs podcast, we talk about gentlemen, but what he did was above a gentleman. That's that's a real man right there, and he's mm. only 22. So people, yeah. please take note. We'll share some of this in our um, show notes. Yeah. We'll put a link. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's – yeah, any Southern gentleman will be proud of, you know, to call him one of our own because those actions were really amazing. We put our hands together here at the podcast for Marcus Rashford. Well done, sir. All right, so the next segment is what we call Bless Your Heart. Bless your heart. Now, this is... Bless your heart. Yeah, bless your little heart. It is. It's not a good thing. You don't want to be in this segment, <laughs> Premier League. <laughs> I know all y'all are out there listening. Um, just FYI, when this season starts, you do not want to hear your name. Oh my gosh, no! You don't want to. You don't want anything men- associated with you mentioned in this segment. So, oh, yeah. it's to bless your heart. It's a Southern saying, which is well, you kind of feel bad for them, and you're not really. It's not a good thing. This is a Phil Jones segment. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, can you please? Oh, that could be another jar. We'll have a, we'll have a collection. Can, okay, Ole, if you're listening, please, please bring him back to the Premier League and just let him do a few funny faces so that we can at least have some legitimate segments. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. We call it bless your face, Phil. Yeah, Jones. bless that face. Bless the, the people who live with you and have to look at that face. Oh. But, okay, Matt, so what do you oh. got uh, for this week's Bless Your Heart segment? So you saw my notes from before. Yes. But I actually changed it up. Oh. I'm going to go – I'm going to bring a little bit something back and talk about England and some of the players. Mm-hmm. That have been in tabloids recently. Oh, yeah. So, just recently, Mason Greenwood, your boy. Mm-hmm. Phil Foden. Not as much of my boy. Great player. Got basically kicked out of the England camp mm-hmm. for having some ladies come over and breaking the coronavirus lockdown in Iceland. Yes. Now, what do you think they were doing a study session? What? Why do you think the ladies were visiting their hotel map? Um, 
since we're gentlemen, gentlemen do not discuss these topics, oh. but I do not think they were studying. Oh, okay. I think I understand what you mean. They may have been studying anatomy. Anatomy. <laughs> but that's about it. Yep. But I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to bring up another Man U player. Okay. Your captain, Harry Maguire. Oh, man. You're blessing a lot of hearts. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm even going to bring a Chelsea one into this in here, here in a second. So Okay. So, Harry Maguire, caught in Greece, bribing and physically assaulting a police officer. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Stuff is not good. And then we go back a little bit further. A little boy, Cullum Hudson Adoy. Cho. Mm. C-H-O. Yep. Cho, during lockdown, apparently he had a young lady come over to his place as well. Well, there was a whole investigation into what happened with that. She pressed charges. Now, they were dropped, but still. The whole bless your heart thing, yeah, we can make fun of people, but it's also about something bad. And, like, this this kind of stuff, like these all these English players – like, only thing I would say is, you know, you are role models. Maybe just think about what you're doing. I know you're young. And if I was in your shoes, trust me, the headlines would be a lot worse. <laughs> trust me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, some of y'all didn't know Matt in high school like I did. And so. Joe doesn't know a lot about my college, so yeah. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I just just remember that there's a lot of kids looking up to you. You know, you got, you got a big stage, you know, do a Marcus Rashford. Like, do something good with it. Yeah. You know? um, hopefully he can be a, a lighthouse uh, in terms of behavior for some of these younger guys. Yeah. I mean, Harry Maguire, 70 – Close to $70,000 on lobster and champagne. Yes. In one night. That money could have go, gone to some kids, man. Yeah. Think of what fair share could have done with that money. There you go. Harry. Just just, just think about it. Just yeah, we all make mistakes. It. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've made plenty. Like, probably people that know me be like, dang, this guy is a hypocrite. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe I am. But I'm just saying, like, you're on a way bigger platform. You have a lot more pull than I do. Try to do something right. You know, maybe Harry McGuire should spend a little bit of time doing some uh, community service. Mm. How about that? That might help him. Maybe not just make him pay a fine because the guy's got money for days. Like, make him actually get out there and do something. Yeah, that would definitely help. So that's all I'm going to say about that, but... Joe, what's your bless your heart moment? Ooh, well, all right. I'm going. I got two related uh, jersey, or as some people like to refer to them as kits, shirts. Yep, your shirt, your shirts, your soccer jerseys. Uh, I think jerseys is just in the U.S., isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, most. I'm a I'm a southern uh, gentleman. I'm a southern guy. I don't. I don't get uh, – I don't try to copy the Europeans in some things that I say. Uh, that's just a personal preference because I know some of the fans out there um, 
you know, hardcore. Um, use British words. Um, That's me. You're not that bad, but <laughs> I have an image in my head of like the guy drinking some craft beer on a early on a Saturday morning, you know, with a scarf, with a beard, glasses. I don't know why I have that image in my head, but anyway. What does he say? What kind of words does he use? He's like, come on, get on the pitch, you, you wankers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else he would say. Uh, words, bloody hell. Words like that. I've heard them. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like. But you're trying too hard. But I've seen those guys. Anyway, no offense to those guys. Um, but yeah, called kits. I'm going. I'll go with Jersey. But same thing. I just want to ask you real quick, real quick, Matt. <clears throat> Have you seen the Fulham jersey? Which jersey? First, second, third, home away, the third home, kit, the home kit. I have not. Do you know why you haven't? Why? Because they haven't released it with a week left. It doesn't exist. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, bless their heart. They finally made it back to the Premier League. Got a lot of American fans with money to burn, not to mention fans over in London. And what do they do? Completely drop the ball. Every Joe, other team. Joe, I like this a lot. You know, so I give Joe some notes on what I'm going to talk about, and he just brings up whatever he wants to. <laughs> And so I don't really get to see what Joe talks about. Every now and then I'll change up what I talk about. But this, I like it. This is not something I know, and I'm yeah, i intrigued. It, it hits you hard. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, huh. So, yeah, when I saw that, I mean, bless their heart. And I have a, I have a quick secondary one. Um, since you threw Harry Maguire, I'm going to pick a second one. But it's also jersey-related. Ugh. And the ones that I could see that have released it, which is every other team except Fulham. Oh. So who is Fulham's? Uh, what's the? Who's their? Who makes their kit? Gosh, I don't know. Oh, good say question. That. I don't know. Okay. They whoever they are, they're in bankruptcy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They can't figure it they're out in legal, themselves. Legal troubles, right? They're now. Ad, yeah. in administration. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which I like Fulham. I wish them well. I hope they stay up. I Scotty think, Parker. Yeah, Scotty. Big fan. He's a good-looking chap. He's a cool guy. And Tim Ream. <laughs> <laughs> Tim time. Timmy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I got to go. I looked. You know, I was kind of on a little jersey kick. I, I have quite a few myself, probably a couple dozen in my there. possession. And I was looking through the releases, and I don't know if you saw this. Arsenal's away. Is it the blood splattered one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have seen that. Oh, I think they were going, I think it's a marble texture is what what I read about it. Oh, okay. It looks, I mean, do, you know, you you this is a warning. So before you go on. Line, not safe for work. Yes. <laughs> yeah, not safe. It looks like they uh, crawled over some barbed wire and scratched themselves. Almost like they were trying to get into the top four, and they got chased chased off while they're on top of the fence, and then and they're like, "Get out of here!" And huh. so barbed wire scratched them all up. <laughs> okay, so it looks pretty pretty awful, in my opinion. So I'm gonna go whoever designed that. I know I know it's all in vogue to go with a little crazy design, at least on your away or maybe your uh, third kit. But yeah, Adidas? this one. 
Is it Adidas? I think it's Adidas. Yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't working for me. It looks bloody. It does look like blood splatters. Yeah. It's, it's like you like, see it on a Hollywood scene where they just... Cover him up. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of teams are going with the geometric design or 90s, kind of bringing back the 90s. I don't know what Arsenal was going for with that. Well, I mean, you could also... I, I thought you were going to hit me in the... <laughs> I should have. My nuts and bolts talking about uh, Chelsea's Chelsea characters. Palace. Yeah, Chelsea Palace. The Chelsea yeah. Palace jersey. It is a Crystal London, apparently. Yep. Oh, man. Crystal, crystal Blues. Yeah, Crystal. <laughs> there we go. All right. We got yeah. a little bit of yeah, We like just it. named it. We named it. All right. Yeah, they uh, – Chelsea took, like, I guess a mock-up or – excuse me. Nike took a mock-up of a London Rivals jersey and then was like – Nobody will realize if we kind of fade out the horizontal or vertical stripes and then change the tint to, like, salmon instead of, like, red. Nobody will notice. Yeah, it's like it got faded in the laundry. So just to give you a heads up, I saw this mock-up, like, months ago, and everybody was pissed. Ooh. I mean, they were like, what is this, Crystal Palace? Like... Ruben Lopez Cheek would love this jersey because he went on loan to Crystal Palace. He'll feel like he's part of the team again. You yeah, know? it was awful. So, I mean, so you're saying they had months to change it? Due they to changed it. Oh, did they? They changed the color from red to salmon. It used to be worse. Oh, it looked my goodness. more. Oh my goodness! It was awful. Oh gosh! So it so, was even more red. Yeah. Initially, well, at least they at least they tried. They tried. It's pretty pretty yeah. poor. Yeah. Dang. Well, yeah, well. Can't win them all. You can't. So, again, if we mention your name on the Bless Your Heart segment, just bless your heart. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be on yeah. this segment. <laughs> Don't want it. All right, Joe. Well, this next one is all you. Can mm-hmm. you please describe the next segment? Yes, I can. So it's called finest frog's hair, which is a southern expression, uh, which means you're doing. Joe, really how good. are you doing today? Yeah, I'm finest frog's hair, Matt. Woo! Yes, sir. So fine, yeah. so fine. Can't even see it. It's so fine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a it's a little X factor of a segment. Um, you know, something or someone that's special, stylish, bring a little little flair to it could be on the field or off the field, or it could be something uh, uh, like a gentleman. Yep. Finest Rock's hair can be a gentleman thing. So for me, this week it was really tough because I really wanted to give Marcus Rashford that as well, mm-hmm. you know. but um, He easily would qualify. Yeah. He could have easily. But uh, I decided to go with the creme de la creme because it's – what he did is – it's beautiful. Yeah. So, Joe, what's your uh, finest frog's hair? Oh, well, I'm going to keep it on the jersey slash kit uh, kick. And I'm going to go with uh, my personal favorite. I know a lot of people will hate it. But I like West Brom's home jersey this year. Huh. 
It's like a refined barcode. Refined barcode? Yes. Wow. I, lo- I, I just liked it. I don't know. I think I'll be in the minority here. but So normally their jerseys for everyone that's out there are vertical stripes, white, and navy blue. Yes, like a dark, dark yeah. navy. Uh, I have a uh, like a 1999 long sleeve. Okay. I'll wear it from time to time. You might see me on the soccer field wearing it. But they switched it up this year. It's like a modern, like I said, like a refined barcode, which, I mean, Newcastle went with the barcode uh, maybe 10, 12 years ago. Okay. Kind of switched okay. it up from the even stripes. This, it looks like, uh, I don't know, it looks like they could whoop some people in this thing. So it's like a checkerboard kind of? No, I mean, it looks like you could scan it uh, on the way to get on your flight. Huh. So none of the hor- uh, the vertical stripes, man. Well, yeah, it's vertical, but it's but it's, it's not alternating. Some are thicker, some are. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. And the best part, um, which I liked, because a lot of these sponsors on the jerseys nowadays, uh, they just don't do it for me. Like three? Yes, three. Oh. Well, at least that has some imagination. A lot of it now is betting groups you know yeah. we we came up in the era where it was you know beer company yeah or a local local millionaire he's like i want to i want to sponsor my team you know you don't see that as much nowadays it could be a chinese betting company or something who knows or an american car company it can be <laughs> <laughs> it can be as well hyundai hyundai or maybe chevy yeah maybe oh chevrolet but on the front of West Brom's jersey, I don't even know what this is, and I'm scared to look because I like it so much. It's a company called Ideal Boilers. Huh. Which takes me back in time. I'm just imagining some... I? Ideal. Not like ideal, like the ideal scenario. Oh. Like one word. Okay, okay. Ideal Boilers. Which I'm just hoping is just a local boiler maker <laughs> <Right>. company. <laughs> so it's one guy. Yeah, just one guy. He won the lottery, and they're like, "Yeah, Man. put him." So I don't even want it to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it for myself and like research that they're actually based out of New York City or something. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna have to check that out. Like I said, Joe Joe makes up his own notes, and it's always a surprise for my finest frogs hair. I'm going to take this to something that my great, wonderful, I, I wanted to say great, but then if I said aunt or aunt, you would think she was my great aunt, but no, she's just actually my aunt. She's a great person. Yeah, she's a great person. Aunt Sylvia. All right. So when I graduated from high school, she said everybody needs a suit. So my high school graduation, she bought me a suit. When we were looking at suits, she got me a pinstripe suit. Mm. Now, this thing was fresh. That's gangster. It is gangster. But what was even more gangster was the tie. Oh, okay. So she said, you know what? If you're going to have a pinstripe suit, now it was a light blue pinstripe. So she looked around and she was like, you know, this paisley tie right here. Paisley paisley oh okay so it makes me think that this might be like southern gentleman style like paisley like Ooh. you need to rock that paisley so 
with my finest frog hair, Man City's third jersey is Paisley. Ooh. I don't know if you've seen it, but I have. It is fresh. I, yeah, I've never seen anything like it. It honestly, to me though, it looked like bacteria under a microscope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that's fair. Joe's a man, man, man United fan. So the noisy neighbors. I mean, I yeah. I can understand that as me and Tottenham, but yeah, yeah. I, I do like that jersey. That that's what I'm talking about. Something bold. Something. I mean, who on earth does a Paisley? Yeah, that jersey. Was, that's next level. That was. Very sexy. That definitely qualifies yeah. finest frogs hair. I even saw something on maybe Instagram where they showed that same pattern just in other jerseys throughout the world. You know, like Bayern Munich, PSG, all having that Man U. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> fresh. Yes, sir. <laughs> what I mean, think about Borussia Dortmund, black and mm. yellow and Paisley. Oh my goodness. Woo. <laughs> y'all listening just cut us in on it yeah oh next year when you roll that out that looks deadly dang heck All yeah right. geo reina and some paisley oh geo 17 yes my goodness what were we doing when we were 17 we're at polk county high school yeah we were at polk county and we were looking up to our captain old ben mcintyre yeah if you're listening you had ben. like bleach blonde hair <laughs> and just would kick the crap out of the ball and be like, man, do you see how far that went? Yeah, man. Heck yeah. Just full full disclosure, it was the boy band era. There were a lot of frosted oh tips on that team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of frosted tips. My hair was probably you blonde. At one, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely use peroxide or use sun in quite often to make, you know, the whole like three eleven look happen for me. <laughs> <laughs> you had that Carson Daly like style. Oh, dang. Yes, That's a sir. name drop. Gotcha. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, well, our high school team has some hair. Shout out to Benton's dreadlocks. Shout out to Leafs Bam Bam look for a little bit. You Nobody was that? rocking Bam Bam. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that. Wow. Yeah, we had we had a squad. Yeah, great times. All right, so um, this next segment is called the Melting Pot. This is where we discuss anything all over the world. Yep. Anything that we've seen that we've really enjoyed. So, Joe, I'm going to let you take it away with the melting pot. All right. Let me whip it up. I'm going to, you know, something was a big discussion for us last week. I figured we could take it there this week and probably close the door on it, sadly. I'm talking about a one and only Messi. Yeah, Messi. I guess it was Friday that he gave the interview and basically said like I love Barcelona but I'm not in love with Barcelona yeah. kind of thing <laughs> it's so. not you it's me yeah. but really it's you and I hate yeah. you but legally they won't let me leave without a huge courtroom battle yeah so I'll stay another year it is a broken marriage yep but um yeah that that's sad man um I would have loved to seen 
Messi in the Premier League. You know, the way we were talking last week, I'd love to see him play against Burnley. Oh, man. Some of these big Burnley, Burnley men. <laughs> that would have been fun. Man, that is like once a generation opportunity. Yeah. To, to see him in the Premier League. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen now. Could potentially maybe next year, but uh, he's going to be a year older, even if it does happen. He will be, and we don't know if he will even come because, I mean, the main reason he was trying to come to the Premier League was Pep Guardiola. Yeah. Guy he won, apparently like 14 14 trophies with in four seasons. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, you can make the argument that was the greatest club team of our lives, that era. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't enjoy their soccer, their football, because, I mean, you watch some of these games and it was just boring. Like, the other team just could not get the ball away, and it was just a possession drill for the most part. It definitely got – Possession heavy. Oh, but man. But at their peak, I mean, it was mesmerizing. Like, they were innovators. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. Beautiful soccer Yeah, at its peak. And it would have been beautiful if he could have uh, came to Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll revisit this next summer. Yes. See what happens. He could, yeah, it, it could definitely happen. But... Yeah, man, I was I was excited. I don't know about you, but I really thought it was going to happen. Yeah, I was too. I mean, to see Messi in the Premier League, um, I always wondered what he could do in the Premier League. I'd seen him against English teams in Champions League, and for the longest time he never scored against Chelsea, and then he scored like three yeah. and, <laughs> and two games. But yeah. So, yeah, I would have loved to see him come to the Premier League because – it's completely different than the Spanish league, yeah. and he's been there pretty much his whole life. So yeah, I mean, I I think he is more than half of his life has been in Barcelona. Yeah, and there's not many great players that go from the Spanish league to the Premier League. It's more like the Premier the League way. players go to the Spanish league. Yes. Yep. So yeah, I would have loved to seen it. Yeah. Even yeah. if he went to. One of the best teams on the dang planet that can spend a bajillion amount of money mm. to bring somebody in. Yeah, I would have enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, my melting pot that I want to discuss is Weston McKinney. Ooh, I like this. Okay, I'm feeling it. So Weston McKinney, American, first ever. American to join up with Juventus. Yes. The eight-time, nine-time consecutive consecutive Italian Serie A champions. Is it a good move? It's a bold move, which if you're picking up on a theme from my choices tonight, I like a little bit of boldness. And you sometimes you crash and burn spectacularly, and this could backfire on our man Weston. Uh, it's a big step up, and the coach Andrea Pirlo. Nobody really knows what he's going to be like as a coach, 
but apparently he pushed for Weston. Um, so yeah, I, I could see it. I could see it working out. So my question to you, Joe, is: Do you think that the manager Andre Pirlo made this decision to bring him in, or was it made in a financial statement? I mean, he's he's a young, talented American. Are they trying to bring in more American fans and media money? Like, why did – this was kind of a shock for me. It was a shock for me also. Yeah, I mean, man, crazy. So what do you, what do you think is the pushing force behind this deal? I mean, from what I read, and I'll be honest, my Italian consists of one word maybe, ciao. <laughs> okay. Arrivederci. Bella. Bella. Miscusi, miscusi. Miscusi. Miscusi, Weston, miscusi. I um from what I read, they said that Pirlo himself gave it a push. Really? He said, "Yeah, I like this guy." I think he sees if you remember back in Pirlo, well, that man had heydays lasting Beautiful Longer hair. than most people's entire careers. Um, in his AC Milan days, he played next to Gennaro Gattuso. All action. The Pitbull. Italian Bulldog. Yes. I think he might see a little bit of that toughness in Weston, which is not a whole lot of players with that mix. Uh, Weston had been kind of uh, – I guess the main man you could call him at Schalke. I mean, he had been asked to do a lot of stuff. That team had really been underperforming. I think if I had to guess, I would say Pirlo is he's got a specific role marked out for his team, but also that Weston could fit in. He won't be asked to be, you know, some amazing best player in the league. He's got a specific whether it's defensive, purely defensive midfielder or number 8 you know, box to box, he's going to have a role in his team and he sees Weston as filling it. I don't think he's going to start initially, but I could see him over time. He's got that fighter spirit, that American dog in him. I think he could bring it out. So if Pirlo actually did push this move like that, that means a lot. It really does. How long Pirlo will last, that that also means a lot. Yeah. But you're exactly right. If you're talking about a Gattuso-style player, Weston McKinney has that that line. I mean, there are certain players that are able to go in and go hard, but they can keep it kind of civil, if yes. if, if you will. There's like composure they, behind they the madness. They know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, composure behind the madness. And he can do that. I've I've seen it in him, and I'm, you know, when the coronavirus happened, and the only thing we really had was the Bundesliga. Bundesliga, shout out Bundesliga. Yeah, they absolutely. kept it going. Yeah, great job with them. We were hungry for soccer, man, and they they came they fed through. us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But you know, I tried to watch certain teams that had Americans on them, you know, just to see how you know our boys were doing. Because the Bundesliga is a very fast-paced yep. league. And, you know, we, we try to send a lot of youngsters over there so that they can get used to that kind of pace. Yep. But 
I don't think the U.S. has had a player like Weston McKinney for a long time. No. I mean, can you think of anybody that was a Makalele-type player? Hmm. I mean, not at that level. I mean, you had I mean, Pablo Mastrani, I think, was a good one. And I'm sure I could rack my brain and think of some, but I don't think, as you said earlier, the first – I don't think Juventus has probably even been interested in another American. I don't think they have either. This is the very first American. So, I mean, more props to him for making that, yeah. you know, challenging himself to go to a different league – Learn a different language, which, I mean, it's yeah. always got to be tough, too. But then putting himself into a team with Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. And then learning from Andrea Pirlo. Like, yeah, that's the thing, man. I don't see how you could say no when you really thought about it. There are better fits for him, better, you know, where he would be, better environments where he would be guaranteed to play almost. But when they come knocking, I think you got to answer it because it ain't going to come around again. Even if this doesn't work out for him, I can only see him growing as a player. Yeah. Even you know, if it's he, a bad year, I think. Yeah. He is surrounding himself, and you and I both know this. If you play with people that are around your same level, you're going to stay at that level. Yeah. But if you challenge yourself and you push yourself and you are putting in a team where you got superstars left and right around you, yeah, you're only going to get better. I see Weston McKinney walking out in like five days with like a twenty-two pack from watching Cristiano <laughs> do his little—I mean, thousand sit-ups a day. Yeah, I, I can't—I I can't even imagine saying no if they were really interested. If it wasn't just like, oh yeah, we might take a look at you. If they said we want you, yeah, I mean you—you you, to play with Ronaldo, like you said, Pirlo, your coach, um, DiBala. Not to mention the, the defenses, you know, in the midfields he'd be playing against in Syria. Um, I think it's a level of tactical uh, advanced, you know, it's advanced tactically. Awareness. Yes, yeah. awareness. I think it's a step up from the Bundesliga, which I love Bundesliga, very attacking, but it's a little more freewheeling. Like he's going to bring some, like the old Michael Bradley time in Italy, it's going to bring a few new wrinkles to his game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Syria is definitely defensive-based, tactically aware. Like, that's how the Italians do their thing. Like, I mean, you have to – it's almost – it's very similar to the NBA where you are set up as a team. And when you're defensively set up as a team, like, you have spots where you need to be. And you need to learn those spots. They learn really quickly that – defense wins championships absolutely i remember michael bradley there was an interview about his time in roma with roma and uh they said at practice one day they spent like 45 minutes just practicing what they do on kickoffs on the kickoff at halftime and the start of the game where should you be when we kick off wow i mean it's insane a kind of to detail is what makes Syria what it really is. I mean, when you look at the coaches that have come from Syria into the Premier League just recently, and I, I can only speak from experience with Antonio Conte and Mauricio Sarri, but Antonio Conte, we had a certain 
certain style that we played, and there was a time where we would pass the ball a few times between the back line, and then you give it out wide to our what would be our wing back, and he knew that he was going to just punt it up the field, and the winger would run onto it. Like, I could tell it was like, okay, one, two, one, two, boom. Okay, he's he's running onto it. Right. So it's just that type of – I just – for me, the restrictions on the artistic ability of a soccer player in that kind of mentality, I, I just – do not appreciate yeah i like, mean let them i be love artists yes that's that's my word you know when i when you talk about what i love i love artistry and so i i could yeah if i was a true like a like a neymar or a Messi, like a true dribbler who would just you know love to express himself i don't think i would go to syria but as a defender as a midfielder who needs to learn a little uh, discipline and you know some next level uh, techniques and ways of thinking on how to shut people down, how to you know organize your team, how to keep your shape. I think Serie A would be a good fit. And Juve is, I mean, the facilities and the coaching and the backing that he'll have there are up there with anybody. Lots of pasta. Yeah, and he's got some pasta. <laughs> nah, they. I, I'm sure their oh my their goodness. diets are just. Oh my god! Yeah. Unreal, but um, you don't yeah. win 107 straight titles without <laughs> <laughs> doing something right. Doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Joe, now's the time for the what did we end up calling this? The rocking chair hour. Rocking the, chair hour. Front porch. The what else did we? Oh, the sewing circle. Sewing circle. The big discussion. Listeners, if you're still with us and you hadn't fallen asleep yet, yep. or you hadn't had to, I don't know, go to work or anything, let us know what you think. Yeah. This is a daily, daily, I'm sorry, this is the big discussion for the week, so we're trying to figure out like kind of a southern term to call it. Yeah. Joe came up with the shrimp and grits because you get your <laughs> full fill yeah. on everything. It's, and it just it's sounds meaty. Funny. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> you do the meet in three. I mean, sew in circle. That's the good. That's a good idea. Something along those lines. Sew in circle originated with you know just old Southern women sitting around conversing. Yep. Probably probably talking a lot of trash. About we could call husbands. it the like cheerleaders mom hour. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. We Gosh. could we could call it the old men talking about the weather. Yep, I like that. Hour. I like that. I like that. Okay. So, Joe, this is your week to decide what we're going to discuss. And, guys, I have no idea what we're talking about, so this should be fun. All right. Buckle up. All right. Okay. So, we talked about the coronavirus break, uh, and then they came back with a few rule changes. Right, right, right. Uh, You had water breaks, which is inconsequential. The big one, though, was the five subs. That got me thinking. Now, Bundesliga has kept five-sub rule. Premier yes, League have. did not. So I want to get your opinion. I want to kind of give you mine. But And I had a few other ideas on some rule changes. Some, okay. some are a little crazier. Some are more uh, realistic. All but right. for starters, I want to get your opinion on that. 
five subs rule because personally, I liked it. All right. Well, I got to say that the water break was absolutely. Um, I mean, it really was dumb. It it was turning into the NFL, which no offense to American football, it starts and stops a lot. Yeah. When I when I when they kick off, I want to see them play. Forty five minutes. Right. Let's get it over with. Yeah. Let's and then we can go and have our snacks. Get some orange slices. Yeah. And get but the the water break for me, I think was absolutely ridiculous. They did it because they said. You know, it was the summertime and it was going to get hot. England, come over to the U.S. <laughs> and just play in like late spring or early fall. I mean, it's we'll take you to Myrtle Beach. Oh my you, gosh! You want to get weird on social media? You want to go party? We'll take you. You want girls come back to your hotel? You don't know what hot is. We'll, yeah, come here in the summer or the spring. Come here right now. And I mean, we'll show you. When we were younger, we were playing in August. Yes. Probably 90-degree weather. We didn't have a water break. No. And we were children. Yep. We'd go off at halftime. We'd get our Capri Suns, get our little orange slices. Yep. Maybe like, some grapes. Yeah, that'd be nice, too. Man. And you but, were lucky, Honestly, you were lucky if you had shade, if you had a tree to get underneath. Half the time, we just sat there out in the middle of the hot, blazing sun with our... South African coach, shout Cutter. out, <laughs> shout out to Cutter, yeah, uh, or Hugo, yeah, or Hugo, yeah. And then we were lucky if we didn't get tore up by freaking fire ants too. Yeah, while I was sitting out there. But then these millionaires with billion dollar sports science departments, they need a water break. Yeah, so I'm sorry. I know you asked the question about the five sub rule, but yeah, water breaks. Come on. Bless your heart. Yeah, <laughs> that should have been bless your heart. Yeah. But five subs, I'm a fan. I would have liked to have seen it continue. Me too. Absolutely. With the amount of games that are being crammed in this season, you're only going to have a lot of injuries unless you allow the five sub rule. I don't. I don't understand why they didn't do it. It I makes. Could, yeah, I could not come up with a good reason. I've heard they they were thinking, oh, big clubs, they have better, deeper squads. They can weather the – you know, it, it will benefit them more because they can bring on some great players, you know, with their five subs. But honestly, these aren't scrubs that these lower – the lower teams, the smaller teams are bringing on. They're extremely talented, and they'd be extremely fresh. So I didn't quite understand that reasoning – I don't know why they didn't do it. It made too much sense. You get to see more players. You get to see youth players they could bring on, not to mention the tactical dimension, how you could completely revolutionize your team if you're losing by bringing on five subs at once or four at once or three at once. There were too many pluses for me. I I hated to see that they didn't do it. Yeah, I agree, Joe. It it doesn't make sense to me. When you have your biggest assets – out on the field why you wouldn't want to be able to use more of those assets more frequently right it just doesn't make sense i mean again i'm going to say with the number of games that the premier league is playing this season you're going to have a lot of injuries and everybody wants to see the best players playing 
the most. So why not allow more subs to protect the best players? Yeah, and that's why a lot of people watch is to see great players. I mean, the Premier League is the greatest league in the world because it has the best players. It's the most competitive. It's the fastest. It's the most physical. So with all that being said, like, why not protect your players and allow them more subs? And you got to think squad harmony. Yeah. If you're getting minutes, you're going to be happy. Yeah. Uh, You could have been fitting in two extra players getting game time every game. Well, I mean, the only thing I can think of is that they were like, well, there's too many stoppages. When, no, actually, there's not. When they did it before, they said you can only sub five players with three goes. Right. So you're still doing the same thing that you would yes. with three players. You could not have any more stoppages for subs than you could have before. So it doesn't make sense. Premier League, I think you got this one wrong. Joe and I are absolutely in unison in this. So I'm going to have to say that you got this wrong. Bless yeah. your heart. I'm hoping you know they'll see how the other leagues handle it and then they'll revisit it in a year. But that's that's my hope. Could they revisit it halfway through the season? They could. I mean, you got to think the Boxing Day uh area the, of the calendar, it gets craziest even on it, a normal season. And that's the that's the one thing that the Premier League has that no one else has. During yeah. the holiday season, what yeah. we call like basically like around it's like no, Christmas to New Year's. Yeah. Essentially. It, it, they don't it, stop. Yeah, they play literally two, three games a week. Yeah. It's great. On a normal year. And all the other leagues are shutting down. Have you have a little week, you have three some Christmas vacation. leftovers. Yeah. yeah. You just kick back, watch a game. They call it a holiday. Yeah, on holiday. On holiday. So, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. So, FA Cup or excuse me, FA. Figure your stuff out. Get with it. Yeah, bless your heart. Dang, no, they uh, they let me down with that. But I got a couple more. Okay, bring a few more. We can go machine gun rapid fire. Okay. All right. Now, this, some of these have been proposed in the past internationally, you know, from big confederations. But I thought about this one. I kind of like this. Hockey style, you know what they call the sin bin. You, you, do, uh, you do a foul, you get put in timeout, essentially. It's been proposed as an orange card. Not a yellow, not a red. You have to sit out for five minutes. I kind of like this idea. Can you imagine how amazing that would be if you had a player go out in the 80th minute and you're just waiting on him to come back? You're waiting on Jamie Vardy to come back. And then all of a sudden, that five, everybody's watching that counter countdown. One minute left. Ten seconds left. Hit zero. Jamie Vardy sprints back out there in the 85th minute. I think that would be incredible. I'm going to disagree, Joe. Okay. The reason being um, – when you see teams go down to 10 men, I mean, there's been times where teams have won with 10 men. Yeah, oh yeah. So I don't necessarily think that it gives the other team a numerical advantage if you have a good coach. If, you're able, if your coach is able to say, hey, 
tactically we're going to set up a different way. He makes a substitution, takes out like a forward for a defender. It doesn't really change the game that much. Certain circumstances, it really does. But five, ten minutes, I don't think it would do much for the game to add the intensity. And it's it's not like indoor. If you were playing indoor soccer, which Joe and I have played together, and you get somebody in the naughty bin. Yeah. It really does change the game because the field is so much shorter and you can have more shots on goal. So for me, I don't know about the orange card. Okay. That's just my opinion. That's Could fair. be fun. That's what we do here. We share opinions. Yeah. Like, okay, so we're split split vote on that. Bring and, the next rapid fire. Okay, rapid fire. Now this one. I think it has already been trialed, and I know some other sports do the same thing. I think this has to be a no-brainer. Quick, easy fix. Refs have to explain VAR decisions. And this is Matt's personal bugaboo. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe knows that I have a very strong opinion when it comes to referees. Um. I've refereed before. I know how difficult it is. But if you are a legitimate referee, you need to be able to communicate with the players that are out there and just tell them how you feel. I mean, if you make a mistake, you can say that. like, Or you can just say, hey, I didn't see it. You know, that's simple. But when these referees, especially in England, come out there and say, nope, Nope, you're wrong. You're wrong. I got this right. And then the VAR shows that they are, the referee, completely wrong. But they still stand by their own decision. Like, just be a man. Own up to it. Yeah. I would love to hear their reasoning. You know, people. it was people in the booth. It's whatever. Because you have this awkward silence where the crowd, of course, there's not a crowd uh, with games right now, but where you're essentially just watching the screen. What's he going to decide? What's happening? And then, yeah, or nay. Yep. So I think it's in cricket and rugby they do this. Correct. Where you can actually hear the referees communicate with the VAR. Virtual assistant referee. Yes. And you hear the conversation between them, so you actually know what's going on. Like, that includes the audience. That includes even when they had VAR in the stadiums. Right. That includes the crowd. So you know what is going on. So absolutely, I think that they need to include and just basically have it recorded so that people can hear what right. Such a simple what's going fix. on. Yeah, and it's already been proven to work, proven that it's better. And well, if you watch it on TV – you also you're getting a little extra. Yeah, I I remember one game with Chelsea. Um, in the it might have been the FA Cup. There was a goal scored. It's like sweet. I think it was Cullum Hudson. Yeah, Cullum Hudson Adoy scored a goal. Cho Cho, Cho. And it was like great. That was a great goal. It's nothing that seemed out of the ordinary. 
And then all of a sudden it was like the referees were holding up play. Frank Lampard standing on the sideline saying, you know, what's going on? What's going on? Right. And then they just call it back and say offsides. No replays on the screen. They didn't show anything until, you know, almost halftime. Mm. And then that what they showed was not enough evidence to even give you a legitimate opinion. So when it comes to that, I mean, holy cow, you've got 150 cameras out there on the field. Why can't you give the audience some information to try to decide for themselves? I mean, it just it doesn't make sense. But I will say that I've heard that um, in the Premier League, the FA is not doing VAR. It's actually going to be taken over by another entity. Oh, like a third party. I think it might be UEFA is taking it over. Oh, okay. So, which would be great because in England, you have all of these really cocky and arrogant referees that think they know everything. (laughs) And so when one of them is sitting on the sideline watching what's going on, it's like, well, I know this guy that's refereeing and I don't want to kind of step on his toes. He's, if everybody in the stadium can see it, if everybody in home can see that you made a bad call and you still make the wrong call, that's your own fault. I mean, there's been plenty of times in England this year with referees and FA and the FA and VAR even before the match is over saying, we made a mistake. We screwed up. I mean, get it together. So we're in agreement here. Yeah, I think so. Sorry. Sorry. I got you. That's your personal bugaboo. Bugabear. Man, that gets me real heat. It gets you going. Quick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we're going to take a break, let Matt take a cold shower real quick, <laughs> cool down. Whew. All right, we're back. Goodness gracious. So he's, he's feeling better. So I got one more, and this is a personal one I love. I would not say bring it back. Bring it back 100%. I would not say that. But I think, and I've got a few areas I think they could bring it back. And I just want to get your opinion also. Okay. We're talking about, and I know you know what what I'm talking about, is the original MLS 35-yard shootout. I mean, I think it went from the first year it started until 99. Yeah. So we had a few good years. And if you haven't seen the footage of these shootouts, people you you need to do yourself a favor it's basically one-on-one with a goalie from 35 yards out yeah i think you had five seconds had to shoot had to shoot i think i I think the touches might have been limited you might have had four or five like five touches something like that really yeah i could be wrong but anyway yeah one-on-one with the goalie you're actually having to dribble up he's coming out to meet you in my opinion it was more exciting it's not – it was gimmicky, yes. And, you know, the NASL back in the day in the, in, uh, the U.S., 
and early MLS, yes, they are made fun of a lot uh, for those gimmicky type of things. Um, but, you know, people made fun of NASL for cheerleaders back in the 70s, and what do you see at Premier League games now? Well, not now, but... You do? On the sidelines when they Even welcome now? in. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen them before. Yeah, so. well, I mean, not with coronavirus is what I meant. Obviously. But, um, yeah. But I think it could. My suggestion, and I have actually written in, I mean, spoiler alert, I'm a nerd. I wrote to MLS during their annual All-Star game. I would love to see that brought back. Just one time a year, bring back the old school shootout, get in touch with your roots. The fans, I think, would freaking love it. Joe, I highly, highly agree with you on it. Now, this is something that, you know, we, I mean, when the when did the MLS start, technically? Like, 96 or 94? I think 96. 96. Yes. 96. So, we were in high school at that time. Nope. I was, nope. You were on advanced course. I was 12. <laughs> yeah. We were a little bit younger than that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was something that we watched growing up. And, man, it was a lot of fun. Gosh, the – I mean, it it can be difficult going one-on with a goalie. It, it can be, yeah. It can be. So – and there's a lot of pressure building up when you have only a certain amount of time. And I think that could be increased. I mean, you could – I mean, what's, what's seven seconds, six right. seconds? You could boost it maybe a little. The only thing that – only reason I think that they may may not be more inclined to do that again is just injuries to the goalie. Because mm-hmm. if the goalie comes out and is like legitimately trying to block a shot and is jumping towards the ball, could be a little dangerous. It's definitely, That's the only thing. It's but definitely man, more. For a showman standpoint, like, goodness gracious – Man, it was so awesome. It is. It really is. I mean, please watch if if you haven't, listeners, go back and watch. Like there were a lot of different techniques. Some guys would, with their first touch, flip it up into the air to where it's bouncing. Yeah, and then go and lob it over the goalie's head. You know, because as soon as the goalie takes a step off of his line, your angle becomes smaller and smaller, smaller and smaller to score. But guaranteed, if I was on it. 10 out of 10. Lights out. Yeah. Every time I'd get that goalie. But that's me. I mean, my goodness, though, that would be so exciting. I think they could maybe bring it back. You know, they do the preseason tours, you know, some of the big teams. Chelsea, Manchester United, they come over. Man, why not? They do the, what is it, the ICC? Yeah, International Champions Cup. Yeah. Man, what if just – they don't even have to count. It can just be some. I don't know. You get you get to, instead of the coin flip, do a five person shootout. I mean, I think the the actual players would enjoy that too. I think so too. I mean, especially if it's preseason, they'd be like, "Well, I'm not going to try to like really dribble this goalie yeah. because I don't want to hurt myself or hurt the goalie." So and this doesn't really. I'm matter. just going to try something fun. Yeah, like stuff they do. I'm sure every day after practice. Yep. Or with their buddies hanging out. Same principle. It's, yep. it's simply an exciting uh, little spin on the traditional penalty kick. 
you know, I don't. I wouldn't want to see it in like Champions League final or something. That's, yeah. and I don't think you ever could. But I think there's a place for it because a lot of people love it, including I myself. I agree. Yeah, I remembered it. Yeah. Oh man, I knew what you were talking about could, when you I brought could see it you up. Grinning. Yeah, yeah, I knew. <laughs> I knew. It was fun, man. I love watching those old clips. Yeah, because like Tony Miola, oh my goodness. back in the day was like freaking Spider Man. Yeah, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> New Jersey Tony. Yeah. Man, yeah, some great great techniques. But yeah, it, man, it's just a new it gives you a different uh there's more room for artist. I'd love to see what a Messi would do with that or a Neymar. <laughs> I mean, just just kidding around. Let's see what you could do. Oh, Neymar would try to like do a rainbow. He would rainbow. There would be yeah. he probably start it with a rainbow, then just start with a second kick bicycle. Wow. I think that would be the ultimate Neymar. It's like the, I mean, if you can't think about what we're talking about, it's basically like hockey. Yes, it's a hockey style. Yeah. Yep. You're going at the goalie straight up. He's coming out. Well, hockey, I guess they stay yep. in, but yeah. All right, so we're in agreement on that one. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's all I got, except for a name for this segment. What's the name for this segment? That's what don't you don't have. have. That's okay. what I don't have. Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, guys, that's that's all we've got for this week. So we want to thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, I know this was a jam-packed episode, but hey, the season is starting in just a few days. Yep, yep, yep. So we're glad that you came for the footy but stayed for the accents. We thank you. Studs up. Until next time. All right.